I think for us, you know, everyone wants to know about depth chart and this and that. You know, the reality of it is this is an important week for us from a competition standpoint because a lot of guys are going to play. It's early in the season. Um, it's going to be warm, and we've got to make sure that our two deep is very solid. So whether a guy's a one or a two, the reality of it is they're all going to play, and that could happen on special teams, on offense and or defense. So uh, point being, I think the, the competition has is, is, is got to be there. Who's going to be the first guy in? Uh, but the reality of it is, you know, multi multiple guys are going to play in this ball game, uh, and they're going to be needed. And with that, good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of On Texas Football. My name is Tommy Orange from Inside Texas, and I'm joined by Inside Texas beat writer and reporter Joe Cook. Joe, how's it going, man? Doing great. The season's here, Tommy, and uh, it means it's full go. Uh, all gas, no brakes, I guess you can say. Uh, I wonder where you got that one from. Uh, so Joe was on campus earlier today for Steve Sarkeesian's first game week press conference. Uh, so we'll just start overarching thoughts uh, on what Sarkeesian had to say today, Joe. Yeah, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about ULM. Um, the only major Warhawk that was mentioned was Terry Bowden, the head coach, uh, which kind of leads into where Steve Sarkeesian was going kind of with the overall point of his press conference and a lot of the questions he answered today was this is one of those games where it's kind of just about what the Longhorns can do. They're 38 and a half point favorites. To be honest, ULM's not particularly talented. And even if Texas has some flaws on either side of the ball, they're not going to be exposed by this type of football team. And, and I think that's why Steve Sarkeesian mentioned he's going to try to get guys on that first and second string, some action uh, this weekend in, in five days. So uh, but th that's the overarching thing. Of course, excitement for the upcoming season, a lot about putting last year in the rear view mirror and finally just getting ready to play somebody else. Every team talks about that at this point in the year, uh, but it holds true for the Longhorns and they're ready to prove that, you know, last year was a little bit of an aberration and this year is going to be a step in the right direction. So I want to touch on uh, what you said about no depth chart just yet. We typically see, those depth charts released today. I know a lot of teams have released theirs earlier this morning. I know you said earlier that Texas likes to do it in the afternoon, or at least that's what they did last year. What did Sarkeesian say specifically about playing, you know, his ones, his twos, maybe even a little bit of threes? What can we expect for to start out on Saturday? Um, I can, like, let me uh, pull up the exact quote, but I think the, uh, the main gist of it was, you know, no matter what happens on Saturday, there's going to be a lot of guys who get action. I don't, and I think that was all just to say, hey, you know, a lot of guys are going to play. Even if I send out a depth chart, even if I do this, even when y'all get it, you know, a lot of guys are playing because there's a lot of players they want to see. I mean, when you have this many freshmen on the team, you want to give these guys some opportunities. Uh, and a, an opponent like ULM honestly affords the opportunity to do that. So, uh, you know, you'll probably see a good amount of rotation, um, definitely at the skill spots. We'll see along the offensive line. That's a unit that's big on cohesion. Uh, even Bijan Robinson sort of admitted today uh, that Kelvin Banks and Cole Hudson are, are starters. Um, and we had hinted on that inside Texas with some of the, you know, unofficial depth charts that we posted. So I think the overarching point was to say, like, hey, we got to have guys run out there first because we have to run out there first. Uh, you know, so that's that's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, it's kind of looking, if, as I look at, on my screen and looking at updates, they may not even give out some, some uh, depth charts this year. Uh, so 
it, it may be uh, something that we have to work with uh, in the in a media uh, you know sense, but it's just one of those things where you know it's not always something the program's going to give out. But we have a pretty good guess on Inside Texas what it's supposed to look like week after week. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, and you can go to go ahead and head to InsideTexas.com if you want to look at those little unofficial depth charts uh, that they were working on over the past couple of days. Joe, I want to move to quarterback now. Ever since Sarkeesian named Quinn Ewers the starter over Hudson Card, he's really echoed that the staff is doing everything they can to make sure that he's comfortable. They game plan around plays that he's done really well with. What does Sarkeesian have to say today about playing to Quinn's strengths, and what's his overall message to the redshirt freshman heading into his first big collegiate start? Yeah, he he uh, has mentioned oh, plenty of times, I think, in the past week and including on Monday that, you know, he's going to be smart with what he calls. He's going to call things that he believes Quinn Ewers can execute well, and he's not going to try and force him to do stuff just to, to make it work just because it's on the play sheet. He's going to call things that uh, he knows that Quinn can do. But the other thing is Bijan Robinson's on this team, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Rod Babers has to say on this channel and post game videos with Bobby. But if you've been listening to him like I have for a while, Bijan Robinson is just, you know, the consistent guy that Quinn Ewers, this entire team can rely on. So Quinn can make plays. He'll be able to throw to Xavier Worthy. And that was another thing that Steve Sarkeesian mentioned. There's some veteran guys around Quinn that'll make his life easier. Bijan, Roshan Johnson, Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy. There's a lot of experience at the skill position that'll help Quinn, you know, acclimate himself to college football. Uh, those are guys, and of course, with Bijan, you just hand the ball to him. Or as Bijan said today as well, hey, if nobody's open, throw it to me. Check it down to me, and we'll make it work. So uh, I, I, I think Steve Sarkeesian knows that there's going to be butterflies. There's going to be some, you know, some early season jitters, but at the same time. He trusts in what Quinn Ewers can do, and he's going to do everything he can, at least play calling wise, to help him do the things that he knows will make this offense go. One of the things that I thought was interesting that Sarkeesian pointed out today was that Ewers wasn't a guy that really wears his emotions on his sleeve and, you know, doesn't really get down if things aren't going his way in a game for a true freshman like that to have that level of maturity and especially thinking about not only in week one but in week two when Alabama comes into town just the things that could potentially happen to this offense if things start to hit the fan or things don't look good how important is it to have a mentally strong quarterback like Sarkeesian has said Quinn Ewers is in those types of situations in comparison to a year ago when it seemed like the quarterbacks once things started going downhill you sort of saw the overall level of play go downhill as well I think it can be good. I think it could be bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest there with, you know, Quinn Ewers said he, he tries to keep the same demeanor, whether they're up four touchdowns or down three touchdowns. And when you get a guy who's always going and, and doing his doing, you know, everything business like working like approach and succeeding. Yeah, that's great. And everybody else does it. I'm really curious to see if that holds up whenever Texas at any point in the season gets down. And, you know, Quinn Ewers is there trying to just be the, the even keel guy. Sometimes that works, but every now and then 
he's got to be the guy that goes and, and barks at somebody and says, hey, let's get this going. We got to get this going now because if not, we're going to lose this game. So I, I do like the that sense of, you know, having someone who is very, very comfortable himself, uh, is very comfortable in his ability to, you know, lead uh, a team. But at the same time, you can't always be even keel. Uh, so I don't want to say that that's like a big concern, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that as like this gigantic positive. I think it'll help Quinn a lot during the early stages of his career, not to get too high or too low. But I do wonder what effect that has on the team, especially whenever Texas inevitably this year faces a deficit that he needs to help them come back and win uh, against. You talked about leadership, and I think one side of the ball that has definitely been needing some is the defensive side. And throughout the throughout the offseason, we've heard guys like Keandre Coburn and Moro Ojimo, who also spoke today, speak very highly of their teammates and Sarkeesian saying that earlier today that the defensive unit is playing more as a whole uh, instead of more just 11 separate guys. So can you just touch on some more what Sarkeesian said about his defensive unit heading into a season where they need to show a lot of improvement from a year ago if they want to win games? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I think that quote was the big quote. You got a whole unit instead of, you know, 11 different guys. And I think a lot of that starts with the safety position. Uh, they have a couple guys who they feel really confident in, uh, Jaron Thompson and Anthony Cook, at least in the back end. Anthony Cook's played a lot of football. Jaron Thompson seems to be like the conductor of that defense, putting guys in the right spot. So it sounds like there's a lot more confidence just starting at that position and then moving forward. You know, DeMarvin Overshone, Jalen Ford, and Diamante Tucker-Dorsey have received a lot of praise uh, from, from their teammates. You have experienced guys like Keandre Coburn and Moro Jomo who have a lot to prove and are being pushed by younger players like Byron Murphy uh, and um, – um, I'm Vernon Broughton. There we go. Uh, so I think there's just a lot of things that improve year over year that you can look for in this defense. I don't think it means they're going to be world beaters, but I do think it means that there's been enough progress made uh, both in developing each position group and developing the defense and then just developing cohesion among the team, you know, culturally that has them primed to have a better year. Maybe not like a phenomenal year, but one definitely better than what we saw last year. One of the one other position group, we'll go to special teams now. A position group that has had some question marks around it just because of the shoes they need to fill is that kicker position. At punter, we've heard nothing but good things about the Aussie Isaac Pearson who has had a phenomenal camp. But like I said, filling Cameron Dicker's shoes is still a big question mark as Burt Auburn and true freshman Will Stone are sort of duking it out for those duties. What's Sarkeesian have to say about those two today? And can we expect a sort of maybe two kicker system to start the season off until there's a clear favorite there? You, you may see that. It kind of seemed like he hinted that this the competition between the two would carry on through game week. And part of that's just because both these guys have either limited or no experience. Uh, I think Bert Auburn has a handful of kicks that he got in some garbage time last year. Of course, Will Stone's a true freshman. 
uh, made it sound like, at least from Sarkeesian's words, that Will Stone, uh, with his big leg, had been doing really well with kickoffs, while Bird Auburn may have had a slight edge on on uh, on the field goal part. You can do a two-kicker system that way, uh, but I do wonder if this is just going to become something that just kind of is a question mark throughout the year, if one of them establishes himself. And not to mention, you know, you've, you've got a, a true freshman probably long snapping this year as well. Um, Isaac Pearson, however, like you mentioned, seems like he's had a really, really, really strong camp. Um, I, I think uh, unlike a fellow Aussie, Michael Dixon, who a few years ago in his first practice struggled and kind of struggled in his first year, uh, I don't think Isaac Pearson's going to have that same amount of pressure, especially after he had a year under his belt watching Dicker. Um, and I think he's just, uh, as an older kid, uh, I think he's in his 20s. I, I, I think, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think he's just going to be a little bit more immune to the you know, whole pressure of the situation and just go out and kick it like he knows he can. No, absolutely. I think he is a little bit uh, on the older side as well. Uh, last question here for you, Joe. Uh, you talked earlier about how, you know, every time around this sort of year, we hear the infamous, infamous uh, coaching quote, which is, you know, these guys are finally ready to play a different team or somebody with a different helmet. And that was reiterated today. Sarkeesian mentioned there was a lot of energy and practice and meetings today. You know, they're all getting the idea that, hey, game week is finally here. Uh, it seems like there's a high, really high level of confidence in this group, considering how the season ended last year. Do you feel that this is a mentally stronger team in comparison to last year? And do you get the feeling that Sarkeesian and his staff are also prepared to take a few punches and handle some adversity? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think so, based off everything we've heard, seen, and know. But at the same time, we're not going to know until it finally happens. And and I think the coaches understand that. But at the, but they have tried everything in their power this offseason to prepare the team to be able to overcome situations they were not able to to do so last year. And I think that speaks a lot to their ability to you know know what they need to change, what they need to improve. But you know, just like anybody, it, it, it doesn't really matter until the lights come on. So I think their preparation uh, and their you know, practicing, uh, training for all that has been as strong as it can be. But you don't know what happens till the show starts and, uh, you know, you, you have to prove that all that preparation was worth it. So we'll see. It seems like these guys have a good grasp on how to do that. The team seems to believe they have a good grasp on how to do that. Uh, but they got to show us. And I think that kind of speaks for I'm speaking for every Longhorn fan there when you got to show us. They'll have the opportunity to show us and the world all of that this Saturday night at 7 o'clock as the lights flip on for the first time in a long time at Daryl K. Royal Stadium in Austin. So great to have college football back. It should be a really fun year across the board. We'll have you covered the entire year, so make sure to stick around at InsideTexas.com for all the news and updates you need on the Longhorns. And be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. We've got a lot of great video content coming your way throughout the season. So be sure to turn on channel notifications so you can stay up to date on all the happenings surrounding Texas football. For Joe Cook and our producer, Matthew Hutchison, 
Thank you for joining us on Tech on Texas Football. My name is Tommy Yarsh. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll leave you with this. When you have a mock game on a Saturday and, and you're trying to give the players a little bit of time off to get their legs back for the game week, you naturally, I, I probably watched more football this weekend than I normally would have, even kind of replays of games and um, obviously a lot of excitement in the air. Um, I felt it today in meetings and at practice, you know, it's you know, the, the volume, as I say, kind of gets turned up when the season rolls around and the intensity gets turned up and the attention to detail and all those things. and. I think in coach speak, you'd like to say every day is the same, you know, but the reality of it is they know it, the players know it, the coaches know it, you can feel it. Um, so good start to the week for us, and it's exciting, man. I, 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 I say it to you guys all the time, but I love college football. I love everything it represents. 